Well, today's message is armor on. <laughs> you know, we have under armor, <laughs> we have armor all, um, and I'm sure there's different types of sayings, but today we are doing armor on. And uh, it is from Paul's description of being chained to a Roman uh, soldier that he comes up with this idea of the armor of God. And I'm sure it's divinely inspired. And uh, I can't see that. What is it? Oh, no, we don't want that one. We want the armor of God first, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's just the background. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I want the other one on first, if we could. The Roman soldier. Yeah, there we go. So we, we have Paul being chained, and this is, this is kind of the guy that we're used to looking at with the, the um, armor of God. Is Paul, is, Paul is chained to this guy. He's in prison. And Paul's imprisonment is, at different times, he's in different places. And some of the time, Paul is chained to, handcuffed to a soldier, and other times he's in isolation in a, in a prison cell, and sometimes he's in a prison cell with other people. So his, his times of imprisonment, um, it, it varies. And sometimes whenever he is chained to a soldier, he's allowed to have visitors, and he's able to write about them. So whether he has seen the soldiers, well, he knows he's seen the soldiers in, you know, around town and in, in the garrisons and marching through the countryside, but Paul is able to give us a description of what he believes is the armor of God. And if we are going to be in a battle, a spiritual battle, we as Christians need to put on the armor of God. So I want to read out of the NIV, first of all, Hebrew, um, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse, what verse? 10, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Now, Paul understands that, that we are not fighting, and he says it a little later, we don't fight this battle against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the devil. We're fighting against evil. Our battle is not with people. Our battle is with the devil. Now, we know that there are bad people, and there are good people, and there are people who are influenced by evil, and they're just people that are just under the influence. Uh, <laughs> so that their life is kind of messed up, and it's just the way they are. But we as individuals are to love those who are lost. We hate what they do. So in this description here, Paul is letting us know that the enemy of our soul isn't somebody else. Isn't an, we don't fly, fight against flesh and blood. We don't, we don't have a warfare in which we're battling people. We're battling a, a, a spiritual army. And Paul uses physical um, descriptions of physical things we can see to help us understand what we need to do spiritually to keep ourselves safe and to keep ourselves a vibrant, um, effective soldier. So, for our struggle, then, verse 12... For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, 
and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. There are places in the scripture that talk to us, even Michael the archangel, one of the most powerful angels in heaven, whenever he confronts Satan, he doesn't take on the battle himself. Michael the archangel says, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. So Michael is standing in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. And in our lives, we have the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, do these things, you know, as we take of communion, that we do these things in remembrance of him. Remember what he told us. Remember what he has accomplished. And keep those things in your hearts and minds. And let the word of God dwell in you richly. And it is in this richness of God's word and of God's love and of God's power that we become an effective soldier. That we're able to pray and we're able to read the word. We're able to make a difference in our lives and the lives of the people that we meet. Therefore, verse 13... Put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand. So when the day of evil comes, when temptation comes barging in the door, when temptation comes banging at the door, banging in the back door, you know, unsuspectingly, when the day of evil comes, you're going to be able to stand. Stand firm then with... The belt of truth buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the sword, the word of God, and pray and pray, and pray, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. There is petition, there is, you know, praise for us, there's petition prayers, there's, um, well, there's a lot of prayers, that'll be a whole different sermon, all the different types of prayers, and requests, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. So we are alert, and our, day, and our idea behind our prayers is that we are praying for all the saints. We're not, you know, if we think that our battle's against flesh and blood, blood, we end up creating, you know, disturbances between and separation between people because they do this, they said this, they did that, you know, that whole garbage mentality. God doesn't want us to go there, that we pray for. The battle is not with people, the battle is against evil. So there's a belt of truth. The belt of truth is that which goes around the waist. And all of the attachments, you know, it kind of anchors everything of the armament. It anchors the breastplate, it is a sheath for the sword. It, you know, holds everything in place. So truth is the foundational, um, the foundation part of the armor. It holds that which protects us in place. So... If you put on the, the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, that which, that which keeps the trunk of the body, where your vital organs are, keeps it safe. And righteousness is the, mor the moral right, the moral right, that which is right in the sight of God, that which is morally right in, in God's sight. Your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. The Roman soldier 
um, when they would go into battle, often had almost like nails or cleats in their sandals that they would be able to stand. If you're going to stand, then stand firm. You ever try standing in a battlefield or on a field of wet grass? (laughs) You know, might as well take up ice skating. You know, your feet go out from underneath you. The shield of faith is that which protects us. I always like, um, you see the, the Romans and there everybody's launching arrows at them and they get down behind their shield and flip their shields up. They're just like a moving fortress. They use their shield then to protect them. And often the outer covering could, ha- could be um, soaked in, this in, covered in rawhide and they would soak it in water. It would be heavy, but it would extinguish all the fiery darts. So the arrows that hit it would perhaps stick in it, but they wouldn't burn. They would be extinguished by the, the water. Helmet of salvation. What is salvation? Salvation is the forgiveness of sins. The helmet of salvation is that which protects our, heart, our thoughts, our minds. Let this, um, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. That how we think and how we approach things, what we are hearing, what we, you know, helmet is... You know, protect our, our mouth, what we are saying. Talked about that before in the last couple of weeks. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The sword is the Word. So as we think about the Word and the Scriptures, and we pray the Word, and we sing the Word, we are wielding a sword against our spiritual enemy. The Spirit of God doesn't give us the Spirit of, well just the way it is, <laughs> you know, that, you know, soldiers are made to attack, you know. The armor is about going. And whenever we are doing battle with a spiritual enemy, it's not about a peace treaty. There is no peace treaty with evil. The peace treaty with evil is just garbage because there, there's no peace. The only way that they make peace is so that you can be suckered in, that you can be, that you can be destroyed. And then, of course, pray in the Spirit. On all occasions and all kinds of prayers, be alert and pray. Praying is a conversation with God about what's going on in your life and in your mind and how that this is going to happen and how it's all going to take place. And God, we're, just, we're, talk, we're talking to God. You ever see people who talk to themselves? Anybody have anybody around who talks to themselves? Yeah. <laughs> You ever ask him, who are you talking to? I'm just talking to me. <laughs> no, what, what does me have to say about the subject, you know? <laughs> what does me have to say about the subject? Well, if I didn't think I was right, I wouldn't have told you how it is, you know? <laughs> but the idea is that in our conversations, now, it's interesting how, how people, your mind, our minds work. Sometimes our minds don't work. But people who, um, who are conversationalists, they are, they are verbally working things out in their head. You know, they're just verbally talking about things, and what they're saying is, you know, it's like, well, what do you want? I don't know. I haven't got there yet. I'm still working it out, you know? And, you know, they verbally process things in their mind, and that's one way of doing it. Other people think things through, and then they speak. Well, in our prayers... It's like we are talking with God and we're working things out. God, you know, and of course he does know, but we're talking and in the conversation, we are bringing the word of God into the whole process. So, we are in a warfare 
And the Christians are in a warfare, not against our society, okay? We are not in warfare with people and with individuals who are against the Bible or against our beliefs. We are in warfare against the spirit that is influencing those people to be against Christianity. We are battling evil on, in its highest realms with our prayers. You know, a little, a soldier can do so much and he can be so influential if he, if, you know, they talk about receiving the Medal of Honor and the, the Congressional Medal of Honor and the, the Bronze Star and all these things of, of valor in the battlefield of how one person was able to make a difference. Well, every Christian has the power to make the difference because we are empowered by God. So, there is darkness. And darkness wants to keep you from heaven and from God and your attention away from God. The whole intent of evil is to keep you away from what God can do in your life. Okay? The whole intent of evil is to convince you things are too bad, things are never going to work, things are things and people are people and you're not, you know, it's not, God doesn't put those thoughts in your mind and in your heart. Evil does. Because evil doesn't want you to succeed. Evil doesn't want you to believe. Evil doesn't want you to have the power of God active in your life. It doesn't. God wants to bless us in ways that we never imagined. God wants to provide for us in ways that we never thought possible. God wants to bring into our lives that which is completely beyond our wildest imagination because it hasn't even entered, it hasn't even begun to enter into your thoughts and minds the things that God has prepared for you. Amen. Okay, so we go on. <laughs> Though God wants to do this. You know, this is God wanting to, it's like God is saying, here, David, here's, here's all this stuff for you. And you say, wait a minute, God, I got another plan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go ahead with your plan. When you're done, I'll be here waiting. Well, we have a captain to fight for. His name is Jesus. We have an enemy to fight against. We have a banner to fight under. His banner is love. And we have rules of the warfare. Well, the enemy doesn't fight by rules. No, we have rules to fight with. That we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. We are to be as wise as serpents, as harmless as doves. We are to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Stand against all of that which is going on in our life. Well, I was thinking about this. And we have this image of a soldier. Well, I've also, <laughs> I, did, I, 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 I really enjoyed this part. I enjoyed all of it, but I enjoyed this part of the next guy. This is the future soldier, not this guy, one coming up. There he is, Iron Man suit. This is, now we'd say, well, that's a comic guy character. That it, was, it was surprising because even on the internet it has the, you know, the, the military that's coming. The military that's coming. Um, it is called liquid metal. <laughs> liquid metal. Well, liquid metal would be the suit that the person wears. Now, how would Paul rewrite these scriptures? The same, no, we're not rewriting them. We're just making application to a new armor. 
We're making a spiritual application, just as Paul made a spiritual application to the Roman armor, we're making a spiritual application to the future armor. Now, the future armor is made of liquid metal. Liquid metal means if you, and they have a little jar, and they, put, they take a straw and they put it down in the draw, a drawer, drawer, they put it down in the little jar, the container, and when you put it down, it goes right through. Pull it out slowly, it goes right through comes right out. But take the same straw and try to jam it in there, it all freezes up. It, it closes up and you can't drive anything in there. That the entire suit is made of liquid metal that bullets, knives, nothing can penetrate. Because when the bullet hits it, it changes its molecular structure and stops it from going in. Now, on the other parts, they have called what they call a ceramic ceramic uh, parts that are able to keep bullets and fragments out, that you are able to stand, as it were, in an explosive area, and that nothing can penetrate and nothing can come against and hurt your heart, your major organs. So whenever we're talking about the um, breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, that our entire body is covered in truth. Our entire body is covered in the righteousness of God. That there is no act, uh, an action of where we go that is not going to be taken care of. Helmet of salvation. The helmets that they are working on are helmets that can stop small arms fire. But if you've ever seen some of the, the newer planes and stuff, they, have, they project images on, on the screens and over the visors and things. Well, the modern-day, future modern-day soldier will have the ability to see the battlefield from the drone that's hovering over top, and they will be able to see on their visor who's hiding behind what building and in what building, and they will be able to have a 360-degree view of what's going on around them, they will be able to receive commands and give commands inside of their helmets by thinking the thoughts. They will know what to do. And so the superior soldier in the future will have a helmet that he is able to see and know and where his enemy is. The helmet of salvation will be able to think <laughs> we have God's thoughts. We hear his voice. We speak his truths, and we are protected from our enemy. <laughs> you imagine what Paul would do with this outfit? <laughs> In our, so we don't need to relate to a, an ancient Roman soldier. We can, we can look at the, the, the giftings that we have as a military even today, and we can see how that the science and so on have taken us to a, a whole different level you imagine what we should be like as Christians? We have at our access every type of interpretation of the Bible you want. <laughs> you can read it in any language on the internet. You can have an NIV, a message Bible, King James Bible, the New King James Bible. I mean, you can have any access. You have access to any preacher. Anyone, I mean, you have, the airways are covered. Um... See what is the, the Christian ne ne television network uh, that has the satellites. It goes all over the world. 
People can be out in the remote parts of Africa or in the jungles of wherever in Central and South America, and all they need is a little satellite and a battery, and they can hear the message and see the message of Jesus Christ. We have so much access. A modern Christian has so much access to the knowledge of God and to the understanding of his word. We have, we have understanding that was just like in the Sunday school lesson this morning. We are, you know, Isaiah chapter 6. I've preached on that since I think my, one of my first sermons was Isaiah chapter 6. And for the Sunday school lesson today, the commentary was different than what I've known for all my life as a minister. Because it changed. Because of new information and the way it was written. And it's like there's a new slant on that very same scripture. We have so much access, so much understanding of scripture. And so we are the new soldier of Jesus Christ. And then the sword of the spirit. They have guns. Forgive me for bringing up guns in church. And, but they have, they have, like we would call them perhaps RPGs or they're the, the larger ordinances that go out that they have new explosives and new technology that a person carrying a gun would be able to have as much power as a tank. They call them directional bullets that they can go around corners. Just like the um, tracking network on a missile that can, you know, put a missile on a target and go around it, that they can shoot. They, the whole idea is that they can put a bullet to go around corners and one shot, one target hit. Think about our prayers. Think about the prayers of God's people. That there is no distance in prayer. There is a honing device when you pray for somebody in Africa that there is a honing device, as it were, than the Spirit of God that directs it and touches that person. <laughs> and so in the ordinances that we have in our military, it is, you know, and Paul, if he were writing about this guy, do you know what the newest one is? And then it's, it's, our time's up. But the newest one is camouflage. Now we think of the camouflage. Well, how about invisibility? A person will be able to walk in front of you and you won't be able to see him. And, the, and the, the, the thing I thought of to illustrate it is, you know those lamps that you have a light here and then you have that, that stem that goes out and at the end of it it's the same light as here? You know, those, what are they called? I don't know. They're fib fiber optic. Fiber optic lights. They're working on the idea that the fiber optic or whatever would have a picture of what's behind you, bring it around to the front, and the person looking at you would see that. The whole body, there would be so many that the whole body in front, you would look at it and you would actually, as it were, see right through them. And then if somebody were behind, those same fibers would transfer that picture around behind, and so the person looking behind you couldn't see you. 360 degree invisibility. The power of God doesn't make us invisible. The power of God enables us to, to be on the offensive, that we are able to take the battle to the enemy. The enemy of our soul, the enemy of our soul is, 
is out to destroy the belief, the body of Jesus Christ. Because the devil hates good. He hates good. God is the power of good, the force of good, the influence of good, and he gives us the armament that we need to go into battle that destroys the enemy of our soul. And if Paul were able to write and make analogies, and this is a poor analogy, I know, but it's an analogy that Paul might make in a new version. If he were chained to this soldier, he would make that same analogies of the scripture to the helmet of salvation, which is that we have knowledge of God and we have the ability to see and to believe and to know things that, that seemingly we can't see, but yet they're there. God has a heavenly perspective. His word speaks into our minds and our hearts. And what we hear, it, it, it comes from God. His word speaks to us. We are protected in our entire body. That Our, our entire body is outlined in truth. It's the truth, the truth of God, the righteousness of God, the right relationship with God keeps me and takes away the sins and the failures of my past, and I stand in his righteousness, protected against the onslaught of evil or the past. The armament of faith, the shield of faith, and the the body armor, the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and how that it is attacking the enemy of my soul, and that it is, and it is there to drive out and destroy the enemy. The enemy that wants to destroy us is not flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual power. God wants us to have the spiritual power to take on the greatest of enemies, not in our strength, but in the strength of God. And one of the other thing they have is an exoskeleton that is attached to the person that can quadruple their strength and run at speeds they could never maintain as a person. The skeleton of God, power of the Spirit. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. The power of God to sustain us in our everyday going on with God. That's my thoughts as to maybe how Paul would rewrite, not rewrite, how that Paul would make the application of the word to our modern day life through a modern day futuristic soldier. But in our modern day life, the spirit of God and the word of God is not obsolete. It's very much a part of how we live and how we are going to live and how we are going to do battle, how we are going to be victorious, how God is going to keep us by his spirit, by his power, by his word. Amen? Let's stand, shall we? Father, it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, and we thank you that your spirit empowers us, gives us strength, gives us wisdom and guidance and understanding. God, it it helps us in our everyday living. We are so grateful. We ask you, Lord, to bless us with your strength and power. Renew a right spirit within us. Protect our hearts and our minds and give us your strength, O God, to, to live our life and to carry the message of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth with our prayers and with our gifts 
and with our words of encouragement to those around us. For who knows, who knows what God has in mind for each of us. Amen. God bless you. Ha <laughs> ha.